Welcome to the Breakthrough Podcast with your host, Reba Hobbs, a podcast motivated to help survivors of trauma to heal and focus on their full potential. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another edition of the Breakthrough Podcast. Of course, you know, you guys, I am your host, Reba Hobbs. I am coming here today with a special guest that I already told you guys about. So you guys should be prepared for these last two weeks. Thank you for joining me every week for another podcast. Of course, you know, I've always got to say it. The word of the year is manifestation and blessings, guys. And we're working on, personally, my word of the year, discipline. So. God is working and bringing some new things to me that I need to be doing. And having a guest and having many guests is uh, part of what he's doing for me. So I am so excited to have this guest today because she's personally mine. I take her as mine. I've been knowing her like I gave you guys a slim uh, I, on the last podcast. I gave you a guys the last two weeks. I gave you guys a little slim brief. Uh, invitation of her but her name is Kim Young and I've been knowing her personally since I was seven I got to know her personally more a uh, little backstory more once I at my old church so I've been knowing of her since I was seven because she was a close friend of mine's mom and we grew up together so pretty much grew up in the same neighborhood and it was just so funny that God led me to the church that she went to just as well as me. And I got to know her more personally as like a sister. I look at her as a mom, but she likes sisters. So <laughs> because me and her son are the same age. So, you know, but this is my girl, my mom, whatever you want to call it. I just love her. She has been on this journey with me personally on who you guys don't know who I am and I told you guys this before you know the person now but the person that I was she personally know the person that I talk about that I was so <laughs> she knows this personal journey of where we at and we just escalate more with God so I am so so excited and happy to introduce Kim Young, thank you for joining me. Hey, 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 how hey. are you? Thank you, thank you yeah. so much for, for even offering this invitation. I appreciate that, Um, you know, just to walk with you, like you said, through, through this journey. And you talk about you proud. I am so proud to see the young woman that you have become. And you are so right. You have done a complete turnaround from the Reba that I knew. <laughs> That's what I tell you guys. I said a lot of people be like, uh, what are you talking about? I'm like, y'all don't know the person. So y'all don't I know love the person. That <laughs> I could use this platform yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to honestly tell my back history and my story to help other people to overcome and say you yeah. if I did it, you can do it too. I also use this platform because of course um I pray about everything and every guest. So every guest is someone that God put on my heart. And because we are in the month of February, this is love month. We are doing, I know you guys know, I always do love about the whole month of February. So we talk about self-love, how to love on yourself. It's not about a relationship. And if you are in a relationship, we talk about those things too. Mm -hmm. So we're going to get into a little bit of that today also. But the title of today's podcast is, I'll let Kim tell you. First, I want to get into who she is. You guys to know her and the backstory and how we can follow you and everything else and everything. So I just want to get into your history and then we'll work from there. Okay, well, like you said, my name is Kim Young and we kind of, you know, grew up together, um, my son and you were childhood friend probably childhood sweethearts on your part uh, and <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah I know right and um yeah and, and we kind of reconnected as you said when we came to when you came to new life celebration and um at that time God was just kind of doing some things um in you and and um through you and like I said I can see the person that you have become as a result um Thank so you. my background is I am 
And well, my master's is in mental health counseling, and I'm currently going for my PhD in industrial organizational psychology. So I yes. need counseling because it's a lot. But um, yeah, so um, my Instagram, well, I'll tell you, my Instagram is LOV, capital LOV, and then naturally. So LOV naturally, which LOV means lady of victory. And then naturally, because, you know, my natural hair um, and that, you know, that journey is a, you know, story in and of itself. And um, uh, I believe that we have got together on this podcast today is just uh, because of that love. And so many of us um, are so busy giving pieces of ourselves in so many different directions that we forget about internalizing that. And recognizing mm -hmm. the fact that, you know, uh, we can only have the capacity to love somebody else when we have the capacity to love ourselves. And so um, I'm just, you know, excited to be on here and whatever God has us talking about, um, we'll talk about it and, um, you know, probably do some self-disclosure if I feel like that is necessary on, on you know, my own journey and, yes. you know, yes. my personal heels and personal valleys and mm -hmm. what I've learned from it, um, what I... Uh, I totally believe in is authenticity. You know, yes, Reba and myself, we're both believers, but on this trajectory to, you know, being more like Christ, we are who we are and he uses our personalities in order to um, get the word across. And so uh, unfortunately in church, we have uh, marketed Jesus in such a way that once I'm saved, everything is hunky-dory and that's just exactly. not true. Um, okay. And so I think we need to demystify what it means um, to be uh, a Christian and in this society and in this time in which we live and kind of um, uh, unpack what, you know, what that means and in, in, in every area, in love and work and, you know, church and all of that. And so I'm excited. I don't know where this is going to go, um, but God does and whoever needs to hear it, you know, needs to hear it. And like I said, throughout the you know throughout this time i will self-disclose as i feel it necessary exactly um, so yeah well i love that you because what we're talking about guys with well, a title i know we we decided the title was going to be pain in my purpose or purpose in my pain purpose. which one did you want it to be i like purpose there's purpose in pain there's purpose in pain i love it i love it <laughs> We talked about, I like that she brought up. Now we talked about guys, You, as you all know, the listeners, my listeners, I'm very transparent with my story in my life. Mm -hmm. There are certain things that I tell you at a certain time. And then there are certain things I wait because God tell me to wait. As you guys personally know, for me, you know, my listeners know I'm going through a divorce right now. There's nothing wrong with, I am learning to acknowledge that you are going through a divorce as a Christian. Mm -hmm. And because I took you guys on a journey with me on everything that I'm doing purposely, it's a purpose for me telling you this now. And I was very sensitive about it when it first started, but me going through it, I'm very happy. That doesn't mean that I'm happy that it's happening. Right. Let's get that correct. Right. I'm happy that God is teaching me some things because I do design to get married again. But at the same time, things happen and you know I have the utmost respect she knows my husband so mm -hmm. currently he's still my husband uh, she knows him personally or whatever and she knows our personal story and our journey so this is a transparent podcast guys so um I love that I can actually have someone on that actually know my story and you know how most of the time you have People and say, oh, they have it. Like you just said, as a Christian, we got it all together. No, we don't. Mm -hmm. And so I love that God allowed me to use this platform and this podcast to help other people to say, okay, I've been through what you've been through. Let me tell you how I can heal and you can heal and overcome. There have been times I've been healing on this podcast and just from crying. Mm -hmm. just getting from crying in the past that you guys don't even know about and I came on here because first of all I have to have discipline but I am doing what God told me to do so just doing this podcast it was healing in itself for me yeah. I am yeah. also in 
at, um, in therapy. I'm still in therapy. I've been in therapy for quite a while now. I've been in therapy for over since I've moved to Wisconsin for over two years. Mm -hmm. And you guys know, I also tell you therapy don't have an end date. You could be in therapy for different things. Right. My therapy that I'm taking right now is to counteract things that I learned and then de-learn or whatever you want to, whatever the call it. Unlearn, I'm sorry guys, unlearn what I learned as a child yep. to make me a better person and woman that you see today. I'm not anybody better than anybody else. I'm not a perfect woman. And so I am coming to you guys using this platform to tell my story and my transparency. So I love that once God gives her what she needs to say, then she'll say it. If not, then we 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 work through it. We're yeah. all working through our own yeah. personal journeys and our own personal healing. And I just admire her for that. Oh. Oh, I wanted to take you back on something else we was talking about that you said. So many times in the church, we put on this mask that we have to have it all together or whatever. Um, how is it that you feel personally, you feel about talking to another young lady, myself or someone else about someone living the life that they need to live because a lot of times we this this new generation guys mm -hmm. forgive me for saying this new generation because i get a lot of, of my young young mentees get mad at me but mm -hmm. this new generation have this you only live once attitude and it bothers me because i talk about also on my podcast before our time is not our time is god's time mm -hmm. And yes, right. you do only live once, but that's right. the whole point. You only live once. Right. Meaning, we know we're talking about this year, your purpose. I'm focused on a lot on this podcast of your purpose because with everything that's going on right now, let's be real. We don't know, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, but it's signs of the end times. But at the same time, how do you feel, back to my question, how do you feel about this new, I don't want to say generation, but giving somebody advice about therapy, about being a Christian, trying to do this walk, if they're a beginner and they're trying to do this walk, or if they're experienced and yeah. they feel like, I know Lord, I don't need nobody else telling me no more advice. Right. You about that? Yeah, I think that- Your that's... personal or your professional experience, you could give me one of the yeah. other yeah, that that actually is a good question. And I think it's okay to use, you know, the new generation. And it's not a knock against the generation because, you know, when I go, I mean, because we we all live in a generational time, time exactly. period, you know, exactly. um, and what I have to consistently or constantly tell myself is that, you know, my children are not going to experience God the way I experienced God and mm -hmm. I didn't experience God the way my mom mm, experienced like God. That. And so we are e evolving and, and we should evolve. So this is, times are different. Um, the times are different when, you know, I got saved. So my mom's generation, they didn't wear pants. They didn't wear lipstick. They hardly wear <laughs> more makeup, you know, and exactly. you know that was the way to be saved when we got saved you know we were able to wear makeup we were able to wear pants to church and it was a long time before my mom even started i mean she was like in her 60s 70s before she would even put on a pair of pants in the dead mm -hmm. of winter you know to go to church it wasn't until she got sick you know where she, you know where when i was dressing her i put on pants because it's like it's cold you know we're not right. going out here right you know and so then my children you know they have a whole different you know outlook you know, they don't feel like it's necessarily to go into the brick and mortar church, whereas we were like, oh, no, it's Sunday. Right. We got to we got to be in church. They don't feel that way. And so I I had to go to God and say, who am I to tell somebody about their experience mm. with the Lord? So that is how I would approach it. When somebody comes to me in, in, in this generation, Gen Z, X, Y, whatever, if they come to me and say, <laughs> no, I, you know, I smoke weed and I have a relationship right. with the Lord. Who am right. I to say, oh my God. No, you don't. Right. You, I mean, you, you know, you, you going to hell. You know, they could have dust the hell so much time, so many times. We can't even wear, I mean, you know, we was condemned to hell, you know, if we had on big earrings or, or red lipstick. Red lipstick. <laughs> You know, so it's like, so if we, if we listen to that, 
you know, where, where will we be? And so I have to get into the mindset, God, you know what? I raised my children to the best of my ability, which is what the Bible says, raise, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's older, he can't depart. My kids are, you know, into their thirties and forties. Now I'm done training them. Now exactly. it's their turn to have a relationship with the Lord. So that is what I would say to anybody, you know, a young person, a middle-aged person trying to navigate, you know, where we are in society now. Um, I would tell them, you know, the Bible tells us we have to work out, work out our own soul salvation with fear and trembling. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, I am going to tell them, you know, seek out a relationship with the Lord for yourself. However, these have been my experiences. The Bible also tells us that the young, the older person is supposed to teach them. So I'm going to teach, you know, I'm going to tell them from my perspective, you know, exactly. just like you, you going in this, you know, situation of being divorced and what have you. I'm here. Yeah, I'm going to, cause I'm a divorcee. And so I'm going to tell you my experiences. Exactly. I had a separation, you know, since I've been married, since my son passed, which, you know, I can interject that story at some point mm -hmm. as well. Um, because of the noise that was coming from my husband. And he was like, you know, if you leave, if you leave, you know, it's the devil. Mm -hmm. I left cause to, to preserve my mind um, because it was just so much noise and dealing with the death of my son. It's like, I knew that was I was not leaving. It was a lot. And I knew I wasn't leaving to divorce. I was leaving to preserve my mental health. Because of the noise, you know, because, of, you know, we're blended family and it mm -hmm. wasn't his son. So he didn't understand mm -hmm. the dynamics. And so it's like, if I don't leave, he's going to be dead or I'm going to be dead because it's too much. Yes. So I opted to remove myself. And I think that it is perfectly fine to for someone to remove themselves from a situation. God never told us to be a doormat. He never told us to be a punching yes. man. He never told us that we had to deal with the narcissism that comes from people who is all about them. He never told us that. Yes. And so, you know, I will tell, I, I don't advocate divorce, but I'll tell anybody, get to safety. That is what I'll say. Now get to safety. Now, once you say, then you have a really, you talk to God. And that was what I did. I removed myself from my, our marriage for eight months. And I went to the Lord for myself. Yes. You know, for, you know, for myself, like, okay, God, what, what is this? Okay. What is the purpose in the pain? My son is gone 27 months after my mother passed away and I was her sole caregiver. Mm. And that was the first thing that came out of my mouth when I got that phone call on, on July 10th. Mm. Okay. God, what's the purpose in this pain? Because you cannot tell me you take my mother and my son, the two most significant people in my life, my mm. life. 27 months apart and they're not be purpose. And that was the first thing that came out of my mm -hmm. mouth. What's your purpose? And so, you know, it's been 18 months since my son, almost uh, Oh, it's almost been four years since my mom, she passed yeah. in 2019, yeah. but I'm still learning what it means to navigate without her. And so again, I'll tell anybody, remove yourself from the situation. And, and I, even as I tell my husband, God loves me just like he loves you. So you That's cannot right. continue to treat me the way that I'm being treated and and expect, you know, everything. God doesn't love you anymore than he loves me. Yeah. And so it's like, I mean, and, and let me clarify. It wasn't that he was fighting or we weren't yeah. doing any of that. Yeah. It was just, exactly. he, I did not get the support that I needed. That from I wanted him, to get. And that I, I love and yeah. I love not to interject or whatever, no, okay. but I want to keep on that point of, yes, you know, it, it doesn't always have to be guys physical. It doesn't have to be something. I feel like what she's saying, if you, you could correct me, you mm -hmm. loved yourself enough to remove yourself because before your relationship became toxic, yeah. a lot of things. And a lot of times we stay in relationships, marriages, yeah. Yeah. because let's be real we're christians and yeah. they say stay in the marriage because of this and that's your husband and god don't like divorce and we hear all these other things but being in the situation in itself saying okay i love one that you acknowledge okay this is happening and i know where it's gonna go mm -hmm. and so because i've been through this listen guys before okay even if it was in a different way before yeah. I've been through this before and I know where it leads to. Let me remove myself yeah. as the responsible one, as the one, because it wasn't saying that you didn't love your husband. It Absolutely. wasn't saying you didn't love God. 
I know me. A lot of times we stay in things and say, oh, it's going to get better through prayer. Or it's going to get better because I believe God for it. But sometimes, like she just said in the beginning, separation is needed. I promise you separation is needed. Yeah. I was separated. Guys, you all I already know. If you don't know, I was separated three times before this yes. final time for divorce. Yeah. It was just a personal decision of mine that I didn't want to be separated again. Now, technically, we are separated right now, but it was my decision to do the divorce. But it don't have to be a situation like mine or hers. Right, right. It could be I just know myself and I love myself enough that mentally I am not there and what I hear you saying is I just wasn't there right now no. with my husband yeah. and let me come back to this because now marriage didn't come on the backbone that don't mean that your marriage yeah. Yeah. went to the side yeah. that means let me come back to this because I got to get myself together yeah. guys dealing with the divorce first of all separation is a death in itself it is but dealing with I have never experienced a child. I can't tell you. I would know what to do. Right. A child dying and a mother. Yeah. I have my mother and I have my children. I do not want to experience that. Nope. But I hope that if God uh, allowed me to experience it, that I'm as strong as her. Because let's be real. He only gives <laughs> to the strongest. Because I promise you, I don't really want to think about it. But you I don't. love that you're telling your story enough to help other people even me, yeah. because death in itself is something seriously. I yeah. lost my grandmother two years ago. Mm -hmm. And I know that personal experience. Me and my grandmother was closer than me and my mom. Right. And I literally got depressed. Now, it was actually a transition. I was ready for my grandmother to go because she had Alzheimer's. She really didn't remember nobody. Mm -hmm. She had diabetes. They were talking about amputating her leg. Then she got COVID. It was one thing after another, after another, after another. She was always had bed sores. Yeah. I was ready for her to go because I was just yes. like, okay, nobody should have to suffer yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. But at, when it did happen and the transition happened and she died three two days before Christmas, I was just like, wow. and Christmas was her favorite favorite. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I don't think I was gonna take this this hard. I was literally depressed. Like yeah. Yeah. and yeah. that it did. I do know and it, I I do know that death, I don't have the experience, the personal experience. I know personal mom and a child is more personal than a grandmother. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I was close with my grandmother. So I just had a little pinch of what it does feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I, I you know, still around Christmas time, a lot of people yeah. know around Christmas time, I kind of distanced myself because yeah. it was like a couple of days after my birthday and right before Christmas. So I distanced myself because I do get in this little funk. Sure. I'm working on it. Sure. Whatever. But I do know a pinch of what it felt like because I literally didn't even know I was going to get that depressed. My mother even called. She was okay. And my mother called me, like, telling my brothers and sisters they had to call me because <laughs> Reba is really feeling this. Like, y'all, she didn't even think I was going to take it as hard as I took it. <laughs> I didn't even think I was taking it as hard as I took it. I distanced myself from my husband. I was at his family house for Christmas. I stayed in the room. His mom came in there, and I cried on her lap because I just couldn't even function with the family because yes. all I'm thinking about is I don't have my grandmother no more. I don't want to yes. be here. I really yep. don't even want to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And guys, if you know, I live in Wisconsin. They live all the way in South Suburbs, Illinois. I was that depressed. I drove all the way home by myself, two hours away, the day after Christmas, because I just couldn't be around people. Yeah. I was just like, I got to go home. I got to go home. I got to go home. Yeah. And I literally left. And they was just all like, let her leave, you know. Yeah. At that time, my husband at that time couldn't understand it. He just like, okay, her grandma just died. I mean, dang. Right, right, he just trying to experience Christmas. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. His mother had to even ask to help him, like, no, you know, like, let her experience and yeah. grieve. Yeah. And I want to talk about grieving because we're still talking about love, but I want to talk about mm -hmm. grief. Guys, grieving is a process that it is no time limit, okay? Nope. So when you're grieving, you I have a best friend. His name is William. He helped me on the podcast all the time. He's still grieving. His father died 
five years ago. I'm still oh, yeah. my nephew died around yeah. the same time five years ago. Okay. And it's different ways we grieve. Okay. We don't have to just be all sad and crying. We're grieving in different ways. I grieve my grandmother around Christmas time. It just reminds me of my grandmother dying. Yeah. And so we grieve in different ways. And I want people to be more understanding of grief and understand that it does have a time limit. I mean, it doesn't have a time limit. Right. Give right. people their time. Yeah. Let's be real. Give people their time. You still harping on that? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm talking about it again. Yeah. Yeah. Because yes. it could be a memory that come up and yes. you start crying. It yes. could be a memory that come up and it makes you sad. It yes. could be a birthday. Everybody got birthdays. Okay? Yes. Yes. It could be anything. So I want people to give people time when they're grieving. But my question to you with the grieving is um, how long in the process, I know you said the eight months of the separation and that was great and everything, but how long in the process did you get to say because you had to be grieving first with your mom and still was grieving and mm -hmm. that happened. Um, did you say, okay, what do I fit in? Like talking that, that, that talk with God, like, okay, God, I know you said there's a purpose in this pain right after your son died or whatever. Mm -hmm. But having that, oh, not you okay with it because nobody could be yeah. okay. With it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't. That that's yeah. Um, honestly, I don't even know if I am at that place. Mm -hmm. Um, because there are ebbs and flows in mm -hmm. grief. Um, mm -hmm. there are sometimes when it's like, I'm good. I okay. I got this. You know, my mm -hmm. son's not here. You know, my mom's not here. Then there are other days when it's like, oh my God, my son's not here. My mother's not here. And so there are different triggers that happen. Um, my body is still, um, so the 10th of every month, because he passed on July 10th. So my body around the 10th of every month starts to go through this metamorphosis wow. and I can feel it in my, and it's like, what's what's the day? Oh, it's the ninth. Okay, it's, it's the eighth. Okay, it's coming up to the 10th. So my body is saying, okay, just kind of brace yourself because, you know, this is the 10th, you know, of the month. And, you know, and so it's almost like my, you know, that my my body mechanism is kind of like, okay, you know, so so I can, you know, I can feel it. And so I don't know if if I have got to that place where it's like, okay, God, what I mean, yes, have I said that question? Okay, God, how are you? you know, how are you going to use this? And and I am getting there, which is why I'm on this podcast, because it's like, okay, it's been 18 months from my son, you know, almost four years in, in April from my mom. Okay, I do want to tell my story, God, because I do recognize the fact that there is purpose in pain. And particularly mm -hmm. if you are a believer. Now, if you're an unbeliever, you, I mean, you probably going through the whole dynamics of, I hate God. I wish, you know, I wish I were dead. And well, how could a loving God do something like this? I mean, you go through all of those. And even unbelievers, you go through that, right. um, you, you know, but then you have to kind of bring yourself back together, particularly again, as a believer from that standpoint and say, you know what? go back to that almost like Job thing. You know, where were you when you made the stars? Where were you when you made the sun? Where were you? And it's like, mm, yeah, God, okay. You are the God of the universe. And so I know that everything that you do is not to hurt me. You exactly. said that, you know, but it's to it's to to help me. And so I know God loved my son. I know God loved my mom. And I know God loves me. And so it's not like I'm being punished you know, or anything like that. I'm taking your son because, you know, whatever. I, or I'm taking your job. But, you know, it doesn't have to be a death yeah. in that area where you grieve. I mean, it could be a job. It could be yeah. a loss of income. It could be a loss of a pet. You know, any form of grief. Um, so none of us can put a, a price on grief. No, none of us can put a, okay, ding, 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 it's been... 12 months, you need to be over none. Again, like I said, there ebbs and flows mm -hmm. to, to grief and you have to allow yourself grace to when those times come. 
I mean, yes. because they tell you when a when a child dies that you are not your normal self for almost 10 years. And I can feel the difference in me. I feel like I've aged um, in my face. I just feel different. It, and it's totally different from my mom. I was, you know, I was my mom's caregiver. And like you say, I was ready for her to go because I didn't want to see her. But when my son, which was unexpected, it was just like, okay, mm -hmm. hold on. <laughs> You know, yes. <laughs> hold on, you know, and so I feel different and we have to treat each grief and each loss as such, you know, whether it's a loss of a job or a pet or, you know, whatever it is, each one of them has a, a different price tag, if you will, attached to them. And so it's not fair to those that are on the outside looking in to say, you need to be over this. You okay? You need to get past this, you know, divorce or any of that. That is a loss. That is the knitting of two hearts that are now ripped apart. Try velcroing. You hear that noise when you velcro something together and you hear the ripping. Think about that in in terms of your heart, because your heart is knitted to one to that other person. Because the Bible tells us that two now becomes one. So I am exactly. ungluing. You know, think about we've all glued our hands together as kids and right, got right. That, <laughs> that gorilla glue on our hands where we trying to peel it off and we peeling off <laughs> layers of skin. Girl, that's what we're doing when we, you know, yes. when there's divorce or when there's a loss, we're pulling, you know, stuff apart, you know, and it's like, that's not easy. And that's why God says he hates divorce. But on the flip side of that, God also hates the fact that you treat your, you know, your wife like she's a, you know, a doormat or whatever. And so, and because, you know, like I said, I know your story, you know, three times, and I'm not suggesting again, that there is a time, yeah. three times, that's enough. You know, some people, you know, right, right, right. 10 years, you know, and then come back together. But I know your story. And the thing that I love about God is that he gives us all free will. You cannot make that other person love you and that other person. Thank you. You know, and so it's like, okay, I, if God, I, first of all, I don't want anybody that don't want me and I can't make them want me. And so it's like, okay, God, I've done all that I know to do. And I don't think God is up there like, nope, nah. You go back no mm, that's a form of now is like being sadistic now god is like no go back and get beat up some more verbally or physically or emotionally yeah. or psychologically no go back get beat up and mm -hmm. i and i love that you you that last part you said only because when i did make the decision that I start telling people that I'm getting a divorce and I was okay with saying I'm getting a divorce. It's okay. And I remember seeing family member, friends, mm -hmm. church people. And I was like, Oh no, he's, he's good, but we, I'm getting a divorce. And a lot of people are like, why you make that decision? Or a lot of people's asking me because of course we have this stipulation that that's your husband and you got to say, I, I, I initially, my first answer was for my kids. Mm -hmm. And second answer was because I asked God. Mm -hmm. Now, don't get me wrong, guys. I'm not saying God said, go. Absolutely. Anymore. I'm not saying that. What okay. I'm saying is I took the time out. I fasted and I prayed before I even made that decision. A lot yeah. of people don't even know that. Yeah. I stopped talking to people for like a week and I went on a fast and I said, you know what, God, you know what, God, I got to hear from you. I yeah. was at the point literally, and it was like a month and a half before I even found. If God was to tell me, even if my heart wanted to stay or didn't want to stay, if God told me to stay, I was staying. Yeah. Okay. I was at that point. I was staying. I said, I had to noise out the, 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 the friends, the family, the personal people that knew, because mm -hmm. at first mm -hmm. in the beginning it was just mostly personal people that knew. Because of course you, you don't just want to say you're getting a divorce is mm -hmm. embarrassing. First yeah, of all, yeah. um, everybody want to know stories, what happened, what didn't happen. Do, 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 do. And person that people that know you just want to assume it was something else and it wasn't something else. And this time it was totally opposite of what people thought it was going to, yeah. what it was or whatever. Yeah. It was yeah. just, when you're done, you're just done. Yeah. But it might me and me saying that I had to reevaluate me Cancel mm -hmm. out the noise, like mm -hmm. she said, separate myself. I literally went on the fast, told people I'm not talking to nobody. I need to hear from God. Yeah. Okay. And when God actually confirmed some things to me, um, uh, 
I can send you a ram in the bush and it, it's time to exit out. I was just yeah. like, okay. And he yeah. the morning, morning. Yeah. I always, yeah. okay, so guys, I go in threes, okay? God talks to me in threes. I'm a dreamer, first of all. Uh, that's one of my gifts. How he talks to me, I don't dream unless he's really trying to say something to me. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes that's a little scary gift to have, but it, mm -hmm. it, it happens. Mm -hmm. Secondly, uh, he talks to me in three. So usually I hear a confirmation and all that week I kept on hearing a confirmation, but it wasn't that it was saying divorce Thomas, divorce Thomas, divorce Thomas, divorce Thomas. The messages and the things I was hearing was saying, it is time for you to step out into who you are. Stop holding yourself back and be who I called you to be. And you will not be tore down from this mm -hmm. you're actually be lifted up and help other people okay mm -hmm. every like she said everybody has a choice and the decision i made is because of a decision my husband made previously mm -hmm. before that that made me to know okay everybody do got a choice god I, and it was like god was confirming to me i gave him a choice many a times yeah, he you because the wife I was after all the mess and the drama we went through. Yeah, I was the down wife. I was just like it was people, and I'm gonna say this and no, it's nothing to because everybody knows that I would never like play him. Me and him are friends or whatever. We mm -hmm. great co-parents or whatever. And we worked. We you know, I'm, I had to get past the the hate and the anger and everything. So I would never really down talk him. Mm -hmm. But one thing I did hear. After I did start telling personal people and friends and family members, a lot of people was talking about how they seen me did change in that, in the mm -hmm. marriage. Mm -hmm. And that the person you was and the religious responses and how you wasn't doing this no more, how you wasn't doing it no more. We just like, oh my God. I had to realize he was niching me. God was niching me together to be the woman I am now and mm -hmm. to be a better woman for mm -hmm. when I get married again. Mm -hmm. It's nothing against him. It's just that our time was over. Right. And so, like I said, we're co-parents and we're friends and he knows I talk about this one day. We already asked him to come on a podcast and talk about our story, talk about what he learned from it. So yeah. one day when he's ready, he will be. So, uh, but I want you guys to understand. I'm not sitting here saying, "Oh, I'm just skipping to a courthouse." Right, right. You know, every time right. I left that courthouse, every court date, it was just like, "Oh, I got." It felt like, uh, like she said, literally a ripping, mm -hmm. a ripping. It was another rip, and it was mm -hmm. another rip, and it was another rip, and I kept on saying, "I am actually doing this." Oh my, I'm I'm actually doing this. Right, like this is actually happening. And guys, if you know, I've been knowing my, my husband 10 years. So this is 10 years. I'm actually, my God, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm actually getting a divorce. So no, it wasn't easy. Right. You know, I still right. love him. I'm right. not in love with him, but I still love him. Mm -hmm. You know, and I still only want the best for him. Mm -hmm. No matter what our futures, and no matter what happens, you know, we were just having a conversation last yesterday. He offered I was just like, no, nah, maybe in the future, you know, if, but no, <laughs> you know what I'm right. but we can't, we can't. And that's, I mean, women, th that's kind of a fault of ours. We are nurturers. And so, you know, we, we just gravitate to that nurturing as a, as a, as a fault. Um, that's our default is to nurture. And so when we see something, we like, okay, you can do it. You can do it. And we want to, yep. but we can't want somebody to be better than they want to be. For themselves. And so we can't want <laughs> to be somebody to be better than they want for themselves. We can poke and prod and, and praise and, you know, come on, you could do this, you could do this. But after a while, you know what? I want this more than they want this. So, you know what? Yeah, I'm going, I'm going to go back and I'm going to focus on where I am and, you know, what I need and what I want. And, and that, and I don't think that that that's being selfish. That's going back to that exactly. love. Um, because, you know, again, as, as women, we wear so many different hats. We're mothers, we're, you know, um, um, teachers, uh, I mean, in the home, you know, and we are um, 
employees and and we're just so many we are we're so many different things and we're giving pieces of ourselves to all of these different areas of our lives and then when it's time for us to give ourselves me time then it's like oh i only got this much to give myself and so oh, like i, I said, have to the, say something to that yeah i promise you guys i think i found out during this process I didn't even know I didn't have me time until I, 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 I got divorced. I start realizing because, okay, I went literally from being a wife to being a single mom. It happened overnight. A lot of people don't get that. So, but my kids still go with their fathers every weekend. So I was sitting here like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Cause I was so used to. Cause your identity was wrapped up in being a mother. In a wife, yes. In a wife. That it was just that like, was, um. That was your identity. And so, yeah, now you look in the mirror and you're like, uh, who am I? Who is this Reba? I know who the wife Reba is. I know who the mother Reba is. I know who the employee, but who are you? Come on. Who are you? And so after loss, after divorce, after all of these different things that happen in our lives, we have to step back and be like, now, who are you? Who are you now? Because again, as women, we are evolving. I tell my husband that all the time. We've been married, it'll be 19 years in October. And he's like, he'll buy me something for Christmas. And, and it's like, uh -huh, I don't want that. And I especially don't want it in that color. He's like, last year, you okay, well, I'm a different person from last year. And certainly I'm a different person from 10 years ago. So you need to yeah. keep learning who I am. Yay. Because I am evolving. You would think it's something wrong if your toddler stayed three years old when they 10 you would know, okay, it's a developmental delay. So why do you expect me as a woman to stay who I was last year or the year before last? As a result of death of my son, death, death of my mom, I know I am not the same person. I know I am showing up in my marriage totally different. And mm -hmm. I told my husband that. I was like, I'm not that girl anymore. Yes. I'm totally different. And you have to learn who I am. I can't tell you, okay, I'm this, this. I can't tell you that. You just have to study me and learn me enough. The Bible tells the, tells you that you have to deal with me according to knowledge. That means if you you know if you're looking for some knowledge, you got to go to a book. You got to go to mm. the dictionary. You got you yes. got to study that. I'm in school. Yes. If I'm gonna pass these tests, I got to know the knowledge, which means I got to get into the book. Which means for my husband and whoever else is in my life, you you got to study me. And you, and I I don't got time to be coming to tell you. Okay, now I like blue, and I want this, and I, I'm not no. Study me. It, it, it is your, it. What is you your, want for me? <laughs> it's your job to deal with me according to knowledge. That's what the Bible told me to tell you. That, it, you know, and so yeah, you you have you have to figure out who I am. You know, because again, I'm steady. I'm evolving, and we should. You know, we mm -hmm. should evolve. And and so for me, you know, I, I it's probably a T-shirt out there, therapy and Jesus. But uh, hey. I said, I'm going to get a t-shirt that says therapy and Jesus, because, you know, again, we have uh, uh, marketed therapy like it's something wrong, but we will go for physical therapy. We'll go for respiratory therapy. We'll go for chemotherapy. We'll go for uh, occupational therapy. Exactly. Hey, you even got aromatherapy where you got these candles and all that stuff in your house. But when it, when, when it comes to, to um, psychotherapy, something dealing with the mind. Oh my God. You know, now we don't went. Okay, well then, okay, so if we just supposed to pray it away. When you get cancer, pray it away. Exactly. Stop, stop going exactly. for chemotherapy. You know, if, if we're going to be, if we're going to just be praying stuff away, then don't go for chemotherapy. Don't go for, you know, occupation. Yeah. Let's just, let's just pray it away. No, that's not the way it happens. God, uh, he gifts each one of us in different capacities and he gifts counselors with what they went to school. They trained for this long and hard. Go to a therapist so that they can help you get past where you are. What's the matter with that? I always say a therapist therapy is not for the people who need it, it's for the people who want it. Thank you. You gotta want this thing because mm -hmm. therapy is only gonna be as good and effective as you are honest. I can mm -hmm. have a client sit in front of me all day long and I'm asking them questions. And if they're lying, they're never gonna get to the core of what's really gone going on because they're not being honest. Yeah. And so don't waste my 55 minutes and don't waste your $125 exactly. coming to see me if you're not ready 
um, to be honest, but therapy is one of the greatest tools. I, you know, I went to grief therapy, I, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I'm a therapist. So let me, uh, you know, this is what I got to do. I was like, Kim, stop fooling yourself. Get in a counseling session. And I went for counseling, both for grief and for our marriage. Cause it was like, I can't do this. And I unloaded on that counselor. He probably was like, whoa, I, I gave it everything. I didn't hold nothing back. I didn't hold nothing back. And my husband was right there. And I was like, yep. Yep. This, I, 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 I ripped him a new one. Yeah. Uh, and, and my counselor was like, she's done. She's done. Yeah. And, and, and I was, I was done. Mm -hmm. So go to therapy. I love that you brought up therapy because I talk about therapy a lot on my podcast because even my students, so I have classes that I teach at my church. Mm-hmm. And my students can't enter my class unless they have some kind of form of therapy or they signed up for therapy or they have to prove that they're in therapy. You know why? Oh. Because just because I'm a life coach, a lot of people think life coach and therapists are the same. They're not. No. I am yeah. not licensed to right. deal with your 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 mess. I am <laughs> licensed to deal with. You called it the people's mess. <laughs> because therapy helps you deal with pad. I, I, okay, so. What I do as a life coach, I deal with past trauma and domestic mm-hmm. violence. I just don't do domestic violence. I do how to heal from your past trauma and notice the triggers of your past mm-hmm. trauma. Are now, therapy deals with that, but it also deals with the technicalities behind it, the core behind it. And what I do as a life coach, I spend bring the spiritual into it too. Mm-hmm. Now there's spiritual therapy and that's mm-hmm. right therapy. I believe in uh, both. Okay. Yep. At the same time, because I require them to have therapy, because it might be something I don't know. And I could be teaching class and something triggered you. Okay. I have one student that got um, uh, ADHD. And I also have one student that got PTSD. Okay. I am not licensed in ADHD and PTSD. PTSD. Mm -hmm. But because I know that they have these things, they're dealing with those things through therapy, but I, as the life coach, have to deal with the ADHD and, and, and the PTSD in different ways as right. I'm teaching them. Right. I have to address certain things in a softer manner mm-hmm. to my PTSD student. Mm-hmm. First time I gave my PTSD student my first book, she said it's going to take her time to, to read it. She said it's going to take her time because um, yeah, some triggers. Mm-hmm. it's going to bring triggers. Exactly. So I understood that. You know, and I had to nurture her through it, even with the questions. You have a whole question in when you come in my class or whatever, yeah. because my, one of my questions are after I ask you three major questions, they open in the questions, but they're deep thinking questions. Mm-hmm. You have to ask, are you ready for your healing? I am on it. I'm here. You come to my class for you to take this healing journey that mm-hmm. you have these breakthrough aha moments in my class. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But if you're not ready, just like with therapy, like she just said, don't do it. Yeah. Because you will say that therapist didn't work. Now, I do tell people there are bad therapists. My son sure. had one and I had sure. two. Sure, sure, sure. They are bad therapists. But let's be real. You have to be honest with yourself what you're yeah. putting all you need to put in. Yeah. Or whatever. So some therapists, I had a therapist real quick that just sat there and gave me a piece of paper every time I, after I was done. You know, she just gave me a piece of paper to read. It was it was just like this is the worst therapy ever i must only did three sessions i was like i knew at that time mm-hmm. oh this is not good therapy oh mm-hmm. i gotta go and this was years right. ago yeah. right, right. but i was just like she took me a piece of paper she's just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she wasn't even you know i was like wow Asking questions right 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 so there are good therapists and bad therapists but it i'm is. telling you guys if you put your all into it you know i commend therapy i am for absolutely. it i'm an advocate for it i would never turn against it absolutely because it helped me so much it helped me to configure who i am to understand and appreciate i've realized through therapy this time that i wasn't congratulating myself enough my mm. therapist i come and i'll tell her the week and i have a lot of stuff going on and she'd be like did you congratulate yourself this week? And I was like, what are mm-hmm. you talking about? That's when we start, she started realizing I don't give myself enough accolades. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was a lot to accomplish. And that was some big accomplishments that a normal person can't do. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, okay, well, I just I just did it because that's just who I am. Yeah. We get so used to being it's just who we are that yeah. we don't acknowledge that yeah. that's the accolade. Yeah. I didn't even notice that until she brought that up. And I was like, oh, don't say. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, on a 
on a daily basis or That's that true. it's okay if I have an OCD moment. I'm going to tell you guys about cleaning. Okay? Uh -huh. It's okay we, if we, the dishes we twins. the laundry don't get done. Okay, when she said that, that day, she said, it's bothering you right now. I said, yeah, my eyebrow, said, your eyebrow went up. I said, my eyebrow went up. It went up because I was like, just her mm -hmm. saying it bothered me. I know that's right. It's like, don't wash my clothes. Oh, no. Mm -mm. <laughs> don't put my kitchen. Are you serious? Ooh. It's say. But she was trying to acknowledge at that time my issue was I just had to do, had to have everything. It's a control thing. That's and what I it had is. to have everything in the problem. And she's trying to say I have a control problem without saying you have a control problem. Yeah. And I need you to counteract the control problem and understand it is okay for the dishes yes. to be in the sink. If yep. you come home from work and you see dishes in the sink, go lay down. Go yep. get the rest. Yep. You got to so. do something. You got to, you got to. You know, so I do. Yeah. I commit therapy, and I, yeah. I I do, and I, I and I advocate for it. I love that around this time I'm finding who I am, yeah. and I'm finding out. And I got one last question before we end on um, what would you recommend as a therapist, also, but as a Christian woman, um, what do you recommend? For your spiritual healing when you are struggling besides therapy because i know we said therapy mm -hmm. um as a as a christian woman and as a therapist well, so I came to you, we're gonna use that example i came to you and i said i need to heal because i haven't forgiven myself because we talk about forgiveness a lot for things that has happened in my marriage mm -hmm. and I need to heal from them because I feel like it's some things I could have prevented sure sure um what what I like to say about myself is I'm a Christian woman who happens to be a therapist and so mm. Come from, on. My, from my perspective I'm always going to um even when I work in uh um uh, non-Christian environments, I'm always going to see a way where I can intertwine, got into a situation. Um, I'm a substance abuse counselor with the National Guards. And so I do prevention, um, prevention presentations. And I'm always interwoving, interweaving God into situations. Um, and so that would be what I would say is, first of all, if God forgave us, who are we than mm. to hold ourselves hostage to something that we did wrong. We are all socialized in various ways and we're socialized by our teachers, by our parents, by the church. Um, and when we're younger, we're socialized by things you know that we had no control over. So our parents taught us whatever it is they taught us. And then, you know, then we went from our parents' home to maybe, you know, teachers, then they taught us what they taught us. And then we go to church and your pastors and those uh, people there teach you. And so by the time you get to a place where you're able to kind of incorporate or um, figure out who you are, you're now navigating through what you learned as a, as a child, what you learned from your teachers, what you learned from the church. And so you're trying to interweave all of those things into who am I and how was I socialized? And now how am I going to get on the other side of this. And so that's where you, you start, you start there. So you look at, well, you know what, my parents taught me this and my church taught me this and church, it's, I mean, you know, they're humans. So, you know, sometimes they're in error as well, you know, like all it is, you know, just go pray about it. So go home and keep getting beat and just pray about it. No, ma'am. No, ma'am, get to right. safety. And so, you know, they're, they're in error. And, you know, and so I always say in the way I was able to look past, you know, what my parents taught me and my dad and, you know, he only did, they only did what they knew. Mm -hmm. And so it starts there. You have to forgive them. And we have to look at it from the standpoint of they're human. They only did what they knew. Your pastors, they only did what they knew. And so you got to go to God, God. This is how I was socialized. You saw my dad was an alcoholic and we was running from pillar to post trying to get away from my dad because he was beating us. I, ha I have to forgive him because maybe I didn't do that. 
but I did something, God, that dishonored you, that dishonored my parents. And so just like you forgave me, I have to forgive them. And then I have to forgive myself. Again, I can't hold myself hostage, hostage for things that even if I knew, you know, maybe I just didn't do it at the time, you know, for whatever the reason was. It's not that Thomas didn't know how to be a good husband. He just made a choice that just, you know, it's not that I didn't know how to be a good wife from, you know, with my, right. my first marriage. We just made, we were different people and we made different choices. And if we live yeah. with the guilt of always, man, I did that wrong. I did that wrong. I did that wrong. I did that wrong. We will, we will never get out of the gate, out of the starting line. Cause we have, we have already thwarted ourselves. Like, well, ain't no need me doing this 5k race. Cause I'm probably going to lose it anyway. And so now we're so busy. We're at the starting gate analyzing, well, I'm probably going to lose. I'm probably, you know, I, I'm not, I wasn't real good in school. And so, you know, what's the sense in going on? You know, what? You know, I would never be in a PhD program if I, if I analyzed what all was going to go wrong. Rest yeah. assured that the Bible tells us in this life, you're going to have troubles. You're going to have trials. You're going to have tribulations. And then there is a conjunction that comes right after that. But, mm. but what? But I have overcome them all. We are more than conquerors. And so we can go through therapy. We can go through all of these different things, but we got to come back to what does the Bible say? The Bible says that we are the head and not the tail above and not beneath even with all of our mess because he takes our mess and makes it our ministry. And that's mm. where purpose and pain comes in at. So th think about it. You didn't think God didn't know that David was going to look at Bathsheba on that, on that roof and be like, girl, girl, you <laughs> tell me about it. Yes, ma'am. You the one come, come on. We, I got, I got a hat at. And then get her pregnant and then, you know, have her husband killed. Do you don't think I knew yeah. that? And yet he said about David, he's a man after my own heart. What? You don't <laughs> think, you don't think that he knew that Sarah Abraham then was going to be lying talking about the, okay, people tell him you my sister. Don't tell him you right. my wife. Because otherwise, right. you don't think he knew Peter was going to snatch stuff, take off somebody's ear and, and be cussing and deny him and all of that. And yet he selected yeah. him to be one of his core people. We, God is not looking for perfection. He's looking, he's not looking for you to have it all together. He's looking for you to be available. Can I use you? Read. And everything, all your brokenness, all your mess, all that you went through, all your, your, can I, are you available? Are you available me? Kim, with everything that you are and are not, I just want you to be available. I'm not looking for you to be God. I'm God. I'm That's just right. looking for you to be Kim, your authentic self. And available can I use you and, and the answer answer is you you know can someone who's been broken be healed and become more beautiful and lovable than ever before and my answer to that is yes I love it thank you oh my goodness <laughs> I wanted to read an insert you you just whew, I love you <laughs> I wanted to read that person Esther because something that she said to me about um well I was the self-discovery she talked about earlier self-discovery and you going through a phase where God is talking to you and trying to get your attention and he's trying to, to separate you to for you to talk to him to to heal and it is something that I wrote and I put it I never shared it with nobody but one person so I personally wrote this and put it in my phone one day because I was laying down one of these times, my kiss was gone. And I was like, like I was getting ready. I was in the phase of finding myself. I would start taking myself on dates. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just, it was just amazing. I was like, oh, I should have did this for all day, you know, <laughs> but I was really like, oh, get, and I was getting dressed up and everything. Like I had somebody with me. Okay. But it was still like God was still talking to me. And I I I remember when I booked a staycation. This was right after I booked the staycation. This was actually the day after. And I booked a staycation. And I remember my, my husband came and got my daughter. And he was like, Where are you going? And I was dressed up and everything. I was like, to a hotel, stay at a hotel. And he looked like, 
what? <laughs> and then I'm like, yes, I'm staying in a hotel by myself for a t- overnight. So he's just like, okay. And I promise you guys, I said at the hotel and it was everything I needed because I was in the house and my house felt like it was four walls closing on me because I was so like everything, everything was just overwhelming me once the kids was gone. It's just like I was trying to do everything in two days when the kids gone over the weekends, mm-hmm. right? So I was just like, and God said, no, just go away to the hotel. Just, just mm-hmm. go away to the hotel. Mm-hmm. I literally, it was a staycation. I literally went literally less than 10 minutes away from my home. Mm-hmm. Hey, nice hotel that I wanted to go to. But I promise you, it was the best time I ever had with myself. Yeah. Just staying overnight. All I did was watch TV and once I did relax and I was just in a relaxing state, I wasn't at home looking at dishes. Mm-hmm, I wasn't at home mm-hmm. trying to mop the floor. I wasn't at home saying the bathroom needs to be clean. I wasn't at home saying, if I sit down, what else got to be what done? Else? Yeah. That problem yeah. of me yeah. being at home thinking of the kids gone, so I only got this much time to do this. Yeah. Because I wasn't taking the time for myself. Mm-hmm. So I went to a hotel and I, it was the best time I had. I was like, all right, I do not the rest. Yeah. Because I wasn't, I wasn't mentally resting. Yeah. And yeah. I mentally rested. And it was the next day I only stayed one night. And the next day I came home and I promise you had the most, it, it was just like, I could do everything. I felt mm-hmm. like a superwoman or whatever. I came home, deep cleaned the house and then it got all pretty. And then mm-hmm. I had old furniture around and then I lit some candles and then I just put the TV on and was just, and it was just me, yeah, me time. Yeah, yeah, but that yeah. was what I wanted because it was just like in the house. It was just, uh. yeah, yeah. The next yeah. day, I make a long story short, I was laying in the bed and I said, God was talking to me. I said, God, what you want me to hear? Because a lot of times we talk and mm-hmm. we don't listen. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the next day I'm just like, okay, so God, what you want me to hear? I'm just laying there looking at the ceiling in my room and I'm just playing some, I love jazz. So I play jazz music in the background. And literally, this is what I popped up and came to me. And I wrote it in my notes on my phone. God is sending me on this self-discovery phase because I'm coming out of a season, but it's also a lesson. I feel like I'm being broken down to be built up, but not in a way man can do it, but only him. Mm. My mind wanders about so much, but I can't answer. That's why I'm here to figure it out. I'm becoming someone so different and it's beautiful and scary at the same time. Fighting demons of the past and going through a mental battle, being a whole person once again. Mm. Separate my old self to get to the new one and get to the next level that he has for me. This process is so hard. Mm-hmm. And I remember crying whiteness, mm-hmm. but I accept it. Thank you. For being there for me in my darkest times most may not understand but god still loved me through it mm. that was it it was it was like it just came to me at that moment that is so powerful that's, that's powerful because you're absolutely right man will never understand not I, no even when they want to the best of husbands is never going to understand but it's only god and your relationship to him that is going to help you through the darkest, you know, because man can only do so much. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the, the the relationships that we know of, you know, yeah. you know, where the husband is just all of that, having flying airplanes right, right, the, right, right. telling you how, you know, wonderful you are. He he cannot go to the depth of his wife's dark, yeah. darkest pain. Only God can do that. And so I, 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 I love that, that he let you know that Reba in everything that you are, I still love you. And that is powerful. And that right there, you can hang your hat on that no matter what you've done, no matter where you are in life, there is nothing that you can do that can cause God to, to take his love away from you. He died at Calvary just for you. Yes, And so please give yourself grace and know that there's nothing that you've done that you can't, you can't do anything to outrun God's love. He loves you because that's who he is. So, you know, run, run to him, even in in your brokenness, run to him. And and even when you, if you have to run and say, God, I don't even know, I don't even know. I don't even know why I'm here, 
but here I am. <laughs> here I am. And and that is a mouthful. I don't even know why I'm here. But he knows and he knows what to do with that. He knows what to do with all of our broken pieces. There's a song and I, I know we're going to wrap it up. There's a song that mm-hmm. helped me through um, the, the pain mm. of my son. And it was it's called Trust His Heart by Babby Mason. And every time I even try to say this one, I mean, the, the course of it, I get teary eyed. And so I very well may, you know, get teary eyed, but it's mm-hmm. the, the, the course of it is God is too wise to be mistaken. God is too good to be unkind. And when we don't understand, when we can't see his plan and when we can't trace his hand, trust his heart. Oh my God. The year I went to New Jersey on my son's year anniversary and I, that song came up in my spirit and I was like, God, I don't understand this. My son should be here. I don't understand it. I don't know what you're saying. I don't know what you're doing. God, this hurts. And I don't, I don't understand the plan. I don't know what you, what all, none of this. But what I do know about you is that you love me and I can trust your heart. Mm. Trust his heart. Woo, guys. Uh, okay, so I'm going to have her wrap it up with a prayer. <laughs> and I'll, you know, yeah, I'll have you wrap it up with a prayer and then I'll do the end call. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. And we are so grateful, so grateful that we can come to you and know that you are not casting us out because we desire to love ourselves more, God. And I think that you would have us to love ourselves more so that we then can have more of ourselves to give out, God. We're not filling ourselves with more love, God, to just um, keep it to ourselves, but we're filling ourselves with more of love for ourselves and more of who you are so that we can then help people who need this love, God. And so we just want to take this kindness and take this love that you've given us and give it to others. We want to pay it forward. And we thank you so much for this opportunity, um, God, to be able to pay it forward. We don't um, look at ourselves as any grandiose and bigger than we are, any of that, God. We look at ourselves as the least of these and that we are just ordinary people in the hands of an extraordinary God who has taken what we have given him, the broken pieces of our lives, making it something good for his purpose and for his use. And that you will show us in the end that everything that we have gone through, you have actually used it for our good, even the pain that you are finding, you are finding purpose in it. And so as we yield to you, we ask God that your will will be done in us and through us. And we thank you in advance. Continue to bless Reba and her family and those that are listening, God. Um, We ask that your perfect will be done and established in their lives. And we thank you in advance in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for doing this. I know and and it's where it needs to be. I pray that. End it right there. I love you so so much. Thank you. you. I love that God that puts place you on my heart as my first guest of the year. So we are still love one, guys. (laughs) And I will see you guys back next week. Thank you for joining the podcast, the Breakthrough Podcast. All right, love y'all. Be encouraged and give yourself grace. Amen. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Breakthrough Podcast. To learn more about Reba House, please visit Instagram and Facebook at The Breakthrough Coach Online and also YouTube.com at The Breakthrough Podcast. You can also visit www.rebabell.com for breakthrough coaching or merchandise. Also, please visit and join the Facebook community support at facebook.com slash domestic survivors only. Tune in next time for another episode of the Breakthrough Podcast with Reba Hobbs. Thank you for joining us.